I'm Allison, founder of Allison's Brand School, and technically, I'm not a therapist, but I am really good at coaching humans on how to get clear about the work they're doing. By listening to others spill their guts, I know you'll relate, relieve some stress, and find the tools to freaking do what you feel called to do. Hello, boss babes. I am so excited to give you another coaching session with another awesome boss babe who is spilling their guts, sharing it all. Sharing is caring so that you can learn. Remember, this works if you ask yourself the question, how can I make this work for me? And I absolutely love Melissa Sly of Slylash. So Melissa has a patent on this really cool product. So it's a physical product. So those of you out there with a physical product, this is gonna be awesome. And those of you without a physical product, we are talking about, oh, good, good goodies on this. So Melissa has this cool product. It almost looks like a plastic knife. We're going to link to that. Remember, everything we talk about in all of the episodes is in our show notes right here if you just extend on your podcast app. And you put it on your eyelashes and you curl your eyelashes with it. And then it's this cool tool you can use to contour and do different makeup things. And Melissa has been working on like the technical specs of this product for over a year. And now she is in the part of let's sell the product. So Melissa actually won our Allison's Brand School scholarship. She applied a couple of times. Just, you know, if you're ever wondering how you might win a scholarship, I always look for the people who keep showing up even after things don't go their way. I respect those people. So Melissa had applied a couple of times and she was at our Build an Awesome Brand workshop in Palm Springs. Then with the brand scholarship, she also won a half hour coaching call. So this is that coaching call. Ashley from Ashley's Fresh Fix, who works with me in Allison's Brand School, is also on that call. So if you're wondering who the other voice is, really what we do with these coaching calls is we like to just dive in and ask people what their biggest pain point is. And what I realized with Melissa, I immediately related to her, is that she is running a million miles an hour. She's got a lot of babies, a lot of ideas, a lot of excitement and enthusiasm, and maybe a little bit like me, really likes thinking about the ideas and then jumping to the next one. So maybe you're going to be able to relate with that. I think one thing a lot of you are going to be able to relate to is Melissa does not have an office space. She does not have employees. She does not have set work time. She is working in the leftover pieces of time, the crumbs of time here and there, trying to make it all happen. So maybe you're going to relate to that. You might also relate to the idea of of everything feeling really, really important and not knowing where to begin. I just really appreciate Melissa and her openness because I feel like there's so many different things you're going to be able to relate to. So you can find Melissa on Instagram at the Sly, S-L-Y, Lash, or you can visit her website, The Sly Lash, if you want to see her really, really cool tool and you want to see what it is she's working on. So I really hope you enjoy this coaching session and I'm absolutely positive you're going to be able to find some some really good gems, some nuggets to take away and help give you some more clarity in the work you're doing. 
So we've seen the tool. We know it's awesome. You're working on getting it patented? Uh, this year is going to be granted. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. What phase are you at with that product right now? Well, right now, I think it's more specifically distribution and marketing. Like, really, I, I passed the stage of all of the producing adjustments about packaging can be in the long way. I can be something better, I know, but I don't want to spend too much time and money redoing that again. For now, it's a minimum value product. That I is love it. I love it. what I have. So good. So right now you're just trying to sell. Yes. What I have done, I launched a Kickstarter campaign without knowing how to do it right. Okay. And I just asked for a minimum amount. I launched it in November. Yeah. I started selling it right after because I have everything already. Okay. So I have just selling it through my website is the only way I have done it. Okay. And what's driving traffic to the website? Mostly when I see my insights, looks like, depends why you spend a little more time, but mostly more Facebook. Okay. I spend more time in the beginning with Facebook. And now it's kind of like getting in the way of what Instagram can be helping. What do you have on this page? Do you post on it? Do you share content on it? What do you do? I just stopped doing a lot of content because I felt and was not good enough. I just stopped doing it. And I share once in a while, depends on what I feel. And if I remember sales, because I need to have more organization about the go ahead, planning and ahead the post about Mother's Day. Yes. All of those holidays, then it's a good selling. But I want to create content, not just for the sales. I wanted to give them something. But I think my main problem has been uh, narrow down my niche because it's very abroad. I have people who they did research for me. They found me on, I don't know how, but they found me and then, oh, your product can be good with teenagers. Oh, your product can be good with moms. Oh, your product can be good in this and I like, okay, which one is so, the right one? So the thing is, is that, you know, and you came to the workshop, so you know this, but those are demographics, right? We don't want demographics. We want psychographics. Mm. Okay. We want based on the psychology. Demographics are dying. Demographics are dead. It doesn't matter. What you want is people who believe a certain thing. I think that that's a little more important. And I think that when you have that, that's going to help you with your content. Now you came to the workshop. Did you get to what your why is? (laughs) That was the hardest. (laughs) It is. It is difficult. Why did you start Sly Lash? I was depressed. When I, okay. when I started doing it, I was with postpartum depression and three, well, my twins that were almost two-year-old and my third baby. So it was very isolated. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, I want to give something, but I want to be recognized. I, I noticed when I was doing it, like, oh, yes, you look for the people. But no, I noticed is because I want to, to receive the recognition that I lost when I moved to the States. When I moved to the States, I lost all of my background. Like, who you are? I don't know. And then you are the mom and you're in the jailhouse. Like, you are there. You don't move. You, you just for the babies. So I just start looking for hobbies and I found just had an inspiration of doing something like that. And I start just creating. Yeah. All my years has been just finishing details and doing it. But that was my biggest one was when I did a book in the beginning was for the people. But I noticed, no, it's you did it for you. You did it for yourself, for recognition, for finding a new person who can demonstrate and hear, then you can bring something with value. 
kind of like my heart is I want to give you something, but I also want to be role model for people who come or who is here. And they can say, well, look at her. She even, she is not from here. She is making it. Or look at her. She, she is from where I'm from. Where are you from again? I'm from Mexico. You're from Mexico. And when did you come to the States? In 2009. Okay. And I remember we had this conversation and you said, I don't want to sell to Mexico. You were like, I don't want to sell to people who speak Spanish. I want to sell to English speakers in America. All of this leads towards that underlying driving human need of identity and uniqueness and feeling special and feeling like you have a purpose. And you know, I totally relate to that. And I love that. And I think it's so good because yes, it is about you. You want to do it for yourself, but you also want to be like a model of, look, I did it and you can do it too. Mm -hmm. So I think that's awesome. So I think your instinct has been to put yourself in the videos. Do you like doing that? (laughs) I like it, but I know that I'm not very great at speaking in English, especially when when my husband is like, ah, you say it wrong. I think your accent is awesome. It makes you entertaining. That's it. It makes you entertaining to listen to. So what I want you to do is I want you to focus on all of the things that you think are holding you back, like your accent, your grammar, maybe not being great on video. And I want you to realize those are all of the things that are going to draw people to you. Those are all of the things that are going to be your greatest strengths and your greatest assets. You are not some perfect 19-year-old with no life, no babies, who's just, this is how you cover your wrinkles. You're beautiful. You're perfect, but you're not like some 19 year old who's never seen the light of day and is like, here's how you beat your face. Mm -hmm. You're like, no, I have, you have twins. How many kids do you have? I'm going to have five in the next couple months. Congratulations. Okay. So you've got five freaking kids. You've got this business, you have twins, and you're like, it is important for me to not feel and look like a piece of crap. Here's what I do for that. But you're going to say it the way that you say it, and you're going to say it with your beautiful accent. And people like me and Ashley, who are just boring white girls, are going to be like, oh man, she's so cool. You'd write like, (laughs) we're just vanilla and boring over here. And, you know, I'm having to air hump to feel special. And you have this, you know, you put yourself in a different environment. What with that, when I was thinking about the videos, because my husband and I were thinking like, why I don't have successful collaborations? Like I want to be good enough for people to say, "Ah, yes, I want to try that product. I want to showcase in my page. And I'm like, what I'm doing then is wrong. Is it low quality? Is me? You know, I'm going to tell you what you lack is, and I'm just going to be super, super like direct with you because I feel like you're good. Are you good? Yeah, because I need to know. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, you're dealing with beauty bloggers and beauty bloggers are aesthetic based. Mm. And your page, the design level isn't high enough for most of the beauty bloggers you're reaching out to. So these beauty bloggers are buying crap for the packaging. Yes, I know. (laughs) So there's one of two ways to do this. You think you need to be talking to the beauty bloggers. You need to be talking to busy moms. You need to be talking to busy moms who believe what you believe. Remember, it's not demographics, it's psychographics. Okay, it's the psychology. I think you're going to find more success not talking to people who have these perfect makeup feeds, aesthetic, aesthetic. You want to be talking to the hot mess express who's posting pictures of her dirty laundry, who's posting pictures of herself with no makeup. You want to be reaching out to those people. I think you're also probably not reaching out very well. I'm not sure. 
But no. do you have our courses? The influencer marketing course. I listen all of the branding to influencers. Perfect. Have you used the templates? Yes. For sending the product and for placing, like if they want to collaborate with a And, and what, what has the response been like? I have one because I reach people with lower... lower Mark girl. Good job. I think I sent... Mm, I, didn't, I didn't send a lot of emails, but I maybe sent like 30 emails. 30, I think 30 is a good number. 30, 30 is a good number. For the 30, I have sent for sure, I did 50. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. 50% of people said yes, they wanted it. Yes, but the thing is, I don't see that they are showing it. So I need to follow up with that. Like, you got it. How do you like it? Here's what I want you to do. What is your work schedule like? Are you just working in the cracks? the crumbs of time. Okay. So here's what I want you to do is I want you to pick and that's okay. You work in your cracks. I respect that. You do that. If that's what you can do right now, you can do that. If you can get some more childcare, do you have any childcare or any help? Sometimes. Depends. Okay. My, mother, I, I, my mother-in-law is willing, depends on the urgency, the not what I need to do. You're married? Yes. And your husband, what does he do? He's a student full-time. Right now he's in vacation. It's a good timing for these two months, but he works in the hospital too. Okay. So you have really limited resources. Is that what it feels like? Mm-hmm. First off, I just want to tell you, you're doing an incredible job. <laughs> you're doing such a good job. Are you kidding me? You have, you're, are you pregnant or are you adopting? No, I'm pregnant. <laughs> okay. So you're pregnant. You have yeah. four children. Mm-hmm. You have a fifth baby on the way. Your husband is a student. And when I said, have you done the work? You're like, yes, I've done it. And you said, not that many. And you said 30. Do you know what not that many to most people would be? Two or three. You are hustling so hard. You're going to be successful. You got this product. It's a beautiful product. Katie from the Beauty Bureau was raving about your product. She was like, this is genius. I love this product. Every single person who saw your product is raving about your product, saying what an amazing product it is. So you have the hustle. You're like, no, I'm open. Tell me, Allison, what am I doing? You have the hustle. You have the humility. You have the good product. I think you're just missing a couple of things. And Mm -hmm. one of them is possibly the organization and the long term. Yes. And that's okay because you're pregnant and you've got four babies and you're working in the crumbs of time. You just need time. It's just time. You're not working full time on this product. You don't have a full team behind this product. This product might take you a few more years to get going and rolling than somebody who's pushing it full time. Okay. So just like set that expectation. Then what I would do if I were you, and then Ashley, I think you'd have some good suggestions on this too. But if I were you, I'd say on Mondays, I send email pitches. And I pitch 10 influencers every Monday. On Tuesdays, I record whatever content you decide you record. And I want you to go back to your brand workbook. And I want you to look at those brand promises. And I want you to try three or four different types of content. Okay? So you're talking to video. You're doing makeup tips. You're doing mom tips. I'm not sure. It depends on your brand promises and what you believe and what you want to share. And so on Mondays, I want you to send emails. On Tuesdays, I want you to work on your content. On Wednesdays, I want you, what's another thing she could do? I think that you could focus on the follow-up process. The follow-up, yeah. Once you've contacted them, I think it'd be a whole day carved out. Not a whole day, but a time block that you spend following up with people, sending them links. Eventually, you're going to have people, if you want to consider doing like an affiliate program, getting that stuff, eventually you're going to have to do payments to people. So Lead Dino, Lead D-Y-N-O, have you heard of that? No. Lead Dino is a system that you can use to get an affiliate program set up. Do you have a pretty high profit margin on your product? Yes. 
Okay. That's great. That's why I brought it up. Usually in the beauty industry, you have a high profit margin. So I think that you should do a very generous affiliate. Hmm. So instead of 10 or 20%, maybe even 30 or 40% for certain people, maybe you create a program where if you sell this much, you get 20%. If you sell this much, you get 30%. If you sell this much, you get 40%. I would just try that. So I would say like Thursday is your marketing idea time where I think about, do I need a Google affiliates? Do I need a Google Facebook ads? Do I need a Google Instagram ads? What do I need to be doing on marketing? And then on Friday, I think you should have another content day. So I'm not even telling you a certain amount of hours in the day, but you pick one thing that has to do with that each day and you get that one thing done. And what you do on Sunday is you think, if I don't get X done by the end of the week, what will I regret? And you pick one thing. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The the most important. The most important thing. And then that gets done first. And then everything else is on Mondays, I send 10 emails. That's just what I do on Mondays. And maybe two of them get done during breakfast time and two of them get done during nap time and the rest of them get done after bedtime. But on Mondays, I get those 10 emails out. And on Tuesdays, I make content. And on Wednesdays, I follow up. And on Thursdays, I look into new marketing avenues. And on Fridays, I do content and I engage more on social media than I do on the other days of the week. You do whatever works for you. That's that's just like a sample of like organizing. And I think your mind is going to be blown at how much more traction and movement. Now, tell me if I'm wrong. I'm making a lot of assumptions. So tell me to shut up whenever, okay? You probably are just putting out fires. Mm-hmm. You're just like, yeah. this, oh, this has to be done. This has to be done. <laughs> yes, I, I yeah. do it because my mind is always thinking, yes. I don't do it enough. I need to do more. And yeah. another idea comes and the idea is gone. <laughs> and what I want you to focus on is finishing each idea. But I think you're like me. I get bored doing that. Yes. And so- <laughs> That's boring. That's for boring people. So you're like, on Monday, I get to focus on this. And on Tuesday, I get to focus on something else. I'm going to ask you, and honestly, you tell me this idea is completely off or it is something good. I was thinking maybe I was not getting enough attention of the people who will be bored if I talk too much. Because I see then a lot of times when people see uh, videos about somebody who just is talking, if they don't have the letters, it's going to be boring. But if, yeah. if they have letters, you have like a double attention. This video is really good. Yeah. I was going to ask you, did you push ad money behind that video? This Facebook one? Mm, the first, yes. I think the first one, the, the pin one. Yes. For 200 people that follow your page to have that many, 34 people shared about it. 2.8 thousand people viewed it. Like that's a huge response. And honestly, even if you were sharing that when you're bogged down with content creation, even if you're sharing that video once a week, people could see it four times a month and they'd be fine. They're going to remember that video. They're going to see it again each time it sells it to them. But most of your followers probably aren't going to see it every single time you post just because of the way the algorithm works and everything. So you need to pay a little bit more attention to Mm -hmm. the cover image. I didn't know that video was on there because you had the cover image as the words, but I'm not interested in the words. I'm interested in the, your beautiful face using the product. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can re-upload that one. So this is what I have a plan because I want to give content to people, but I don't want to be just me. I want to make a segment with information. Then I already, I research a lot about lashes and I create 
a little doll. And this doll, I'm going to interview the doll and she's going to talk about her life, about being a lash. Like what happened when a lash fall out? How many days she has a life or what is the best yeah. food that she can eat? Just making a section. But I was not sure if I wanted to completely start doing it on Instagram or Facebook. I was thinking I'm going to make series of videos and I'm going to put them in YouTube and then I'm going to share a little bit but I wasn't sure it was like, it was a good idea, it was ugly, or it was going to be freaky. I'm dying because this is hysterical because that doll, did you make that doll? Yes, I make that doll. Okay, I am so excited about this. I have, she's got lashes. Yes. She's so good. I have no idea how it will do. I have no idea. Isn't that so much fun? It's scary. No, it's not. It's fun. And every time you feel scared, I want you to relabel it as excited. Because here's at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I love it. I freaking love it. It's so creative. It's so out there. You made a doll. She made a doll. I know. I'm this impressed. the funniest thing ever. It's so unique. It's so creative. And it might work. And if it works, it will be huge. And if it doesn't work, you try something else. That's yeah. it. If it doesn't, I just want to give you a little bit of perspective, okay? You have 300 followers on Instagram. If it doesn't work, and those 300 people, what are they going to say? We're offended by your doll. You've, <laughs> you've offended us. We think less of you as a person. No. And if they did, it doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with you. Do you see what I'm saying? You're being brave. You're being bold. You're trying new creative ideas. I freaking love it. It's hysterical. But I want you to just think why. And just as long as you know why you're doing it, because, okay, back to our original message of I want to be unique. I like having an identity. I like feeling special. I like inspiring people. And I don't want to just be like everybody else. And I want to encourage everyone that they get to be who they are. That doll is doing that. Do you see what I'm saying? You're doing something unique. You're doing something special. You're doing something that encourages you to like bring this talent that you have of making. I mean, that look, that doll looks great. She looks awesome. I want to challenge you this. You are like me and the fun is the thinking of the idea and the making the doll and getting the doll right. And then why are you holding that doll and I don't see a video of that doll? I'm afraid. Exactly. Don't be attached to the outcome. Did you have fun making the doll? Yep. Was it exciting and it gave you yeah. something new to chew on? Mm -hmm. Your attention span is just do, 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 going all over the place. And that's what mine does too. And the challenge is in order to grow something, you have to do the same thing and you just have to keep trying it. And if it doesn't work, then you just move. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to do at least four to five videos with that doll. Four to five videos with the doll. And if the first one doesn't work, then you post the second one. And if the second one doesn't get any traction, you post the third. And if the third one, you go all the way to five. And if you don't get any videos with five tractions, then you try something else. But you don't quit after the first one not doing exactly what you want to do. So, and do you think that in the Facebook, well, it's almost the same thing, but if I do stories, if I do everything, I should do it as a, not very branding the product, more branding the person using the product because that is when I get confused. In my Instagram is not aesthetic enough, good enough for the beauties. What's your end goal? Do you want to sell this or do you want to run this company? Having so many kids makes me thinking if I want to do it full time because I know it's going to be a lot. I had in the past proposals about doing an infomercial and giving kind of my product and they give me a royalty, kind of like that. Yeah. I don't know. 
but backwards, instead of me giving them, they give it to me. So I have some of those, but I've never been good enough amount of money because they ask me, they give me too little or they ask me to put a lot of money to do it, the more for me. So I have those thoughts in my mind. And if I want to license it or if I want to run it, but having four kids has, it's causing hard to, to take a decision of if I'm going to do it full time. And I know that in order for me to receive more money for investors, or whoever, I need to put my time to make it worth it, to make it look good enough that they can say, I'm going to put this money for you. I think you have a lot of ideas and you like starting things. I don't know if you like finishing them. That's not a bad thing. You finished the product. You didn't just start with an idea and you didn't just start by saying, I want to make an eyelash curler. You did it. You finished it. Then taking that and finishing a multi-million dollar business that might be super fun for you. That might be something you want to do. You might want to come up with another product. What do you think? And, and you're only going to know by trying. You're only going to know by trying. I want to take it to the farthest I can myself. Okay, good. I think that's awesome. You got to put more into it. That's it. You have to post more on social media. You have to create more content or you got to hire someone to create content. You got to post on Instagram more, Facebook more, YouTube more. The original question stemmed from, do you want to sell this company? What do you want to do with it? Who should I have in it? I think at the end of the day, the most important part is the tool. Mm-hmm. Now, you want to build a slide lash community. You want to build a Sly Lash brand. You want to build Sly Sisters and you want to build that whole thing. That's a whole thing. I don't know if that's what you want to do or if you just want to push a product and be the spokesperson of a product. I'm not sure. There are just so many options and different ways to do it. Last night, I got an Instagram ad for magnetic lashes mm-hmm. with an eyeliner and then you put the eyelash on the magnetic and I almost bought them and I was super excited about them and then I just didn't buy them and I just, whatever, because I was just a product. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I think what should always be in the video is the tool. Yeah. I agree. Whether it's you, whether it's the doll, whether it's an influencer, the tool is the star. The tool is the hero right now. Now down the road, this might be a platform, a stepping stone for you to have your own platform to talk about women entrepreneurs, women in business. But right now you got to build the business. What people want to do is they want to inspire, but they want to skip all the work that it takes to be inspiring. Yeah. I know. I don't know if I explain it enough when I send it an email, but I'm very against to very aesthetic pictures. Like I'm totally like, I want real. I want real yeah. people to put all of those full makeup faces and you don't wear only once in a lifetime. I think I'm- the best two versions of content for you are going to be, since you don't like that super styled look, are before and after pictures because mm-hmm. they always do well and videos of using the product. And they can be... But I need to see it. different people using yeah. it. You yeah. use it, any of your affiliates that you send it out to, the people you're gifting it to, you can ask your customers to send you videos of them using it. I would get the product in front of as many people as you can. But I think just show the product and what it's doing and the before and afters always do really well. And so before and afters and demo videos. You have and like 10 different things that With the before and afters, you need to have the tool in the before and after picture. Yeah. Because the tool is the star. If I follow Slylash and I see this before and after, I don't know what the hell this is. 
Do you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm like, why is this eyeball looking at me? <laughs> if the tool was in the picture, I'd be like, oh, it's a sly lash post. Yeah, look how good her lashes look. So I think you should get every current customer that you possibly can to send you a video of how they like to use it. They hold up the tool. And so you say, I need you to show the tool, show you using it and show the end product with the tool again. I also would change your Instagram name because you have such a small following right now. Like if your handle on your Instagram account was Slylash Curler. I don't know. Let me, let me just say if it's the Slylash, she can use that in the future to do other things. Uh, just to the, just to make the logo has been. Uh, what about Slylash Beauty? If you think you're going to be in that realm, it's minor, but it was hard to find you when I put in Slylash. It just doesn't come up first unless you do the Slylash. But I also just think that's just she's not getting enough page views. I would also in your profile, I would list all the things the tool does, like a multifaceted tool for. I know the curling lashes is the number one thing, but that video was cool with like contouring and the eyebrows and the like nose shading and like all that. So I don't know. I wouldn't list every single thing. Or you could list every single thing it does. You could be like one tool to rule them all and like all the different things. I like one tool to rule them all a lot. That's very good. I think also there's a ton of focus on the lashes in your feed and there's not as much using it as a contour, using it with all the other parts of it. That's content because it would be boring to see a video of someone curling their lashes over and over and over again. So like different customers showing how do they use the sly lash. I think you're going to get a lot of success Success with people telling other people about it. Yeah. That has been my biggest. Yes. What you want to do is you want to build that into the marketing. Mm-hmm. That is the number one source of marketing is you use the tool and then you send me the video and I'm going to share about you, but you share about it and I repost it or, di- or different things like this. Do you see what I'm saying? User generated content. Every time you're posting a customer video, ask for more. Like we love featuring our customers using the Slylash. Send us your videos. Honestly, a lot of people are going to be incentivized just because they like to be on Instagram. You could start with there, not incentivizing anyone, just saying you'd like to reshare and showing people how to do it. Because some people are incentivized just to like get their stuff out, like to be reposted. Start there. And if no, if it's crickets, then consider upping the ante. I would also think being in your stories and being in your feed going, show me how you Sly Lash. I really like Sly Sisters. I'm going to keep making this happen. Yeah. Like, hey, Sly Sisters, I want to know, you know what my Sly Hermanas, eh? Right? <laughs> I want to know hermanitas. I want to know what I want to know what my sly sisters are doing. My sly ooh, I like sly girls. Ooh, like fly girls or I want to know what my sly girls are up to show me what you do with your sly and I'll choose a random winner to get three more sly tools to send to their friend because like you said you you can hand those things out like candy your margin I would say hey share a video and I'll send you one for all your your sly sisters or your sly girls in your life I'll send you three and then once a week you pick oh, this week's Sly Sister or this week's Sly Girl is so-and-so and you show her video or you repost the video and then you get her address and you send her three to give to friends. Like I buy everything in bulk that I like for gifts. So if I like it, I will buy 10. Mm-hmm. And not everybody's like me. I get that. But this is something that if you gave me 10 of these, I'd be like, thank you. I can use 10 of these. Mm-hmm. Because then I have a gift. I give one to Ashley. I give one to McKenna. I give one to Nichelle. Using just the tool as the incentive to share more because they already have it, but they want three more to give to their friends. Mm-hmm. Right? They want to be a part of the community. 
So I was just thinking, should I shift to my roots completely or should I keep doing it in English? And which can be the more successful who bring me more people? What do you want to do? It's easier if I do it in Spanish. Try both and see what yields a better result for you. All of my things has been done in English and Spanish. I do, I do that too. Which is gaining more traction? The English. Then do the English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just do the English. Just say this. Say, I'm going to do English for a year. One year. And then in one year, if you want to do Spanish, you take every single system. You could hire someone to do it all in Spanish and just copy everything you've done in English. So instead of making double work, just do one work. Because I always do like, oh, I make make a video in Spanish. No, nope, just focus on English for one year. Just one year. And then if you want to do Spanish, it will already be done. You could just redo it all in Spanish. You hire somebody to write every post in Spanish. You hire somebody to do every single thing that you don't have to do in Spanish because you already did it. They just have to copy it in Spanish. So that's why I think I could say do English for one year or do Spanish for one year. It doesn't matter, but I think you should just focus on one for one year and see what happens. Should I try just to buy a camera to have a better focus or? No, no. your phone is as good as a camera. You could build a million dollar business with videos from your phone. Lots of people have. Lots of people have. Lots of people will continue to. It's not the equipment. It's the consistency. It's the focus. You got to focus. I'm going to make a puppet. I need to do it in Spanish. I got to focus. That's it. Focus, consistency. And that's the hardest thing for someone like you and me. It's so easy to say. It's so hard to do. So that's why you do it in a way that doesn't drive you crazy. Okay. Are you all now in love with Melissa and everybody wants to see the puppet? You guys, it kind of looks like an onion is the best way to describe it. Like an like a green onion with like the bulb at the bottom and then the long, the long thing on top. And so we're trying to get Melissa to, to post some <laughs> some videos or, or images with the puppet because I absolutely love her so much for that. And I relate so much to Melissa that I genuinely get sad when everything is scheduled and I know what's going on. And so I really, really liked the idea that I was talking to her about of choosing a different focus for each day. And it's something that I've been doing in my business and not just a different focus for each day, a different focus for each hour, making sure that I'm not trying to multitask. I'm not trying to have three conversations at once that never come to a finish, that never come to a conclusion. Nichelle and I were just doing a scheduling session, getting basically the rest of the year on the calendar. We got to the end of an hour conversation and we're like, oh, we didn't get the one thing on the calendar that we started this conversation about. And in the past, I would have said, oh, we'll figure it out later. And now I go, no, we're getting it on the calendar. Done is fun. Whatever it is, get it on the calendar. And if it's not perfect, well, then you can adjust later. So often we like to schedule and plan and strategize, but not actually move the needle forward. And so I want you to ask yourself, are you doing that? And here's how you're going to know Are things actually getting done? Is work actually getting done? If work is not actually getting done, you're not actually working. You're not moving the needle forward. What does the needle look like? The needle looks like you're getting the Instagram post up. You're getting the newsletter out. You're getting the new sales page written. You're getting the content for the workshop actually written and sent to the printer or to the designer. You're going to be in a different place. Whatever it is for you is the thing taking the next step 
forward. And it can be hard sometimes to look and evaluate your business. So here are some questions that I asked Melissa, your three business therapy questions for you to ask yourself. And if you can, always journaling these, writing these out is going to trigger new pathways in your brain and take it to the next level. So the first question that I dived into with Melissa is we talked about why did you really start your business. There's always the reason you say you started your business. There's the reason you tell your friends you started your business. There's the reason you tell yourself you started your business. This is something we dive into the whole day and then how to use this to clarify your message in the Build an Awesome Brand workshop. But why did you really start your business? Just get back to that because so often when we're in the grind, the day-to-day, trying to get the project started, we can forget this. It can make everything seem meaningless and other things that are really not that important seem really important. When I wake up in the morning and I don't want to get out of bed to go do the work that I have slated for that day, I kind of go back to like, why am I doing this? What's the alternative? And those questions can really help center me. The second question I want you to ask yourself and what I asked Melissa is, what are you really good at? What are you really good at? I have a spoiler alert for you. If you cannot get honest with yourself and say something that you're really good at, you're not going to get too far. You're just, you're not going to get too far. You are not being arrogant. You are not being overconfident. How are you going to sell people on anything if you can't admit to yourself things that you're really good at? Whether it's messaging, writing, puns, selling emails, making people feel awesome when you talk to them. Remember, those are always a great starting place for the unique value propositions in your business. Special touches, gifts, flourishes that you can add, a unique perspective. Melissa's really great at these out-of-the-box ideas. She's great at sharing information in a fun way. And I was really trying to help her look at what she's really good at and leverage those things to move her business forward. And then the third question to ask yourself, think 10, 20, 30 years down the road. What is an end goal for this business? Do you think that you would ever want to sell it? Do you think you'd ever want to bring in investors? Now, here's the reason I'm going to ask you to ask yourself this question. When you're in the middle of it and you're in the grind, you get so obsessed with making the Instagram number grow, making your profits grow, or achieving whatever the next arbitrary goal is that you set for yourself that you can forget to ask yourself, is this little goal I set even taking me towards a bigger long-term goal? Now, if you're going to come back at me and say, Allison, I don't even know. I don't know if I want to sell my business. I think I do. I don't know if I even want to build a business that I could sell. That's totally fine. Think about what you want your life to look like? What would you like to be doing in 30 years? I never, ever see a future for myself in which I'm not waking up and doing this type of work that I like to do. I don't see myself being 80 and stopping. I don't see myself being 90 and stopping. There's absolutely nothing in me that is like, oh man, I can't wait to be done with this by this time. I don't plan on retiring. The concept of retirement is bananas to me. And this might be completely foreign to you and your way of thinking. Or you might be like, yeah, I get exactly what you're saying, Allison. And so 
I don't ever foresee a future. There's certain parts of my business that I think I could sell and I would want to sell. But this idea of like me packaging it up and handing it over and selling it to someone, I would like to be able to do that in that I would like all of the systems to operate in such a way that it's not all dependent on me, but I don't actually see myself doing it. And so you can see, I've really thought about these goals. I'd like the systems to operate in that way. I'd like to have some products and some different revenue streams operating in that way. I'd like to have different pieces of it that could operate completely independent of me. I personally do not see myself stopping. (laughs) She's never going to stop. So back to that third question, what is your end goal for the business? What is your end goal for your life? How do you see yourself operating 10 to 20 years from now? Remembering that you don't know what's going to happen 10 to 20 years from now and you cannot control it. But if you can kind of choose what you want your day-to-day to look like and what direction or what goals would take you in that direction, let's start thinking about it. And let's reverse engineer from there rather than getting caught up in the micro goal of grow the Instagram, grow the newsletter, grow the profits. All of those things are important. Man, I'm focused on those too. It's just knowing that the micro goal is contributing to that big macro goal. I hope that you enjoyed this episode with Melissa from Slylash. You are interested in the Build an Awesome Brand Workshop. We have just a few, literally like a handful of tickets left for our workshop June 21st in, I think it's in Orem actually, not Provo, Utah, but here in Utah, you can see with both the interview we did with Rachel and with Melissa, they really clearly know why they're doing what they're doing, how they want to speak to people. And if that is blowing your mind that they have that so figured out and nailed down, well, it's because they came to the workshop. And so we would love to invite you if that feels like something that is tugging at you. I just want to encourage you to jump in now because I am always shifting and changing and moving and growing. And I'm not positive in the exact direction I'm going to be doing that workshop. And I just, if you're thinking you're just going to have another opportunity to go in the same capacity. I just, these are not threats. This is just how I operate. I love to change it up. (laughs) Sharing is caring. If there is something that spoke to you, something that helped you, this is our brand new Allison's Brand School podcast. And I would appreciate it so much if you share, tag Allison's Brand School. We can repost about you. I'm just so grateful. If you're liking it, leave a review on iTunes. Oh my gosh, it didn't even occur to me that this will be like a whole new podcast where people leave like all new reviews on iTunes. Crap. Okay. Okay, if you want to do that, that would be great. I want to leave you with this. The world needs you. We're excited to have you. Your ideas are important. You matter. You're doing a great job. And if you feel called to do it, freaking do it. Love you, boss babe. man, Mr. Eric Robertson, wants to invite you to join Pleasant Pictures Music Club. If you are a content creator, you can save 20% off with the code Business Therapy. So go to pleasantpictures.club and enjoy this jaunty tune.